Hey there, and welcome to the Delicious Brainwaves podcast. I'm your host today, Jonathan. Um, and today's podcast, I am delighted to be joined by one of the other newer members of Delicious Brains, Thomas. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jonathan. Thanks so much for having me today. No problem. It's, it's, I, find that, I find this very fun chatting to you because you and I kind of joined the team at roughly the same time earlier this year. Uh, we've, we've worked together quite closely because we're you know, part of the same sort of division and we're working together on a lot of different things. And we don't often get a chance to just you know, chat about things. So I'm, I'm quite excited to chat to you today. Yeah, totally. Yeah, me too. I know there's, we did, we kind of uh, got on board the team at about the same time. But yeah, we're constantly working on different things. So yeah, just being able to uh, chat about a little bit of a different topic or a similar topic is, uh, yeah, always exciting. Absolutely. Um, before we get started, though, would you like, I mean, we haven't officially sort of introduced you to our listeners. So would you like to just give us a very quick introduction as to who you are and, and what you do uh, within the team? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as Jonathan mentioned, I joined the team recently as the video producer over at Delicious Brains. And it's been uh, my privilege just to be able to work on a number of different videos, not only to highlight kind of uh, some of the particular features and some of the power behind some of the products that Delicious Brains is creating, but also a little bit of work also on the YouTube channel. So something we've started to do and something we're going to be doing more in the future is creating some super useful resources for developers. So WordPress, ti WordPress tips, training uh, tools and tutorials. So yeah, lots of exciting things in the work uh, over at Delicious Brains. But yeah, it's been really exciting to be able to get to start creating some video content and going to be doing some more in the future. Awesome. Um, yeah, for, the, for those of you who may remember, I recorded some of the early videos for the new uh, WP MigraDB site. And I was so happy when Thomas came along and did his thing. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I say this to everybody, I highly recommend go to the WP MigraDB site, hit the promo video. The first the first few minutes of that video just make me smile every time I watch them. I don't want to give it away, so go and watch that video. Um, <laughs> so today, today we're chatting about something that's not so developer-focused. There, there's a developer angle to it, but it's not really development-focused. Today we're talking about productivity, productivity tools. Um, and I'd like to start by just describing why we're talking about this. So Internally within Delicious Brains, we have a little water cooler uh, message board where once a week somebody will post a question, you know, what is your favorite food or what is your favorite actor? And we kind of just use this as a way to get to know each other. And a few weeks ago, I posted and I asked what your morning routine looks like. So what are the first few hours of your day look like? Uh, I got many different and interesting uh, responses, ways to plan a day. Somebody even I saw they, they, they plan their exercise by adding it as a, as a calendar item, which I thought was interesting. But when I read Thomas's response, what struck me was how well refined it was. I thought I had a fairly well-structured morning routine to get my day started. But Thomas really brought an A-game morning routine. Um, so I, wanna, I wanted to kind of dig into that. I wanted to dig into how he ended up with this routine, what sort of, you know, was the process of getting there, why have a routine in the first place. Um, so I invited Thomas onto the podcast for us to, to talk about it. And the first question I want to ask you, Thomas, is why why have a morning productivity workflow? Why, why even bother in the first place? Before we get into this episode, let's chat about our sponsor, SpinUpWP. Ever since I first discovered virtual servers, I've become a bit of a VPS nerd and amateur sysadmin. But I've always had this nagging doubt. What if I miss some important security step or vital software update? 
That's why I use SpinUpWP to manage my virtual servers and WordPress sites. I have the advantage of not worrying about large hosting costs, but I don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details of managing the server myself. I get blazing fast and performant WordPress sites without having to touch the command line, but I can SSH into the server and make changes if I want to. I don't work on SpinUpWP myself, but it is designed and built by our team here at Delicious Brains. I started moving my personal blog over, and now all of my WordPress development and production sites are on SpinUpWP, including the e-commerce ones. I've even gone as far as hosting my Laravel joke app and a Gatsby static site on the same server as my WordPress blog. SpinUpWP makes managing my own VPS easy, and it's a wonderful experience doing so. The UI is truly great, and I'm always excited when I need to use it. Start your free trial and spin up a WordPress-ready virtual server in a matter of minutes over at spinupwp.com. Yeah, I think one of the biggest reasons for having a productivity workflow or kind of a structure that you adhere to, at least to some degree, is to help prevent yourself from becoming overwhelmed with the day. I think for a lot of us, when we first sit down at our desks or wherever we're working, I think we find that it's very easy to become overwhelmed. You've got all these projects, you've got all these tasks, you've got all these emails, you've got all these events, and they're just kind of a pile of stuff, and you never really know where to start. So part of what I'm sure we'll be talking about quite a bit in this episode is the fact that uh, structuring out your morning so that you tackle each of those in kind of bite-sized bits, A, it helps you get to the actual work faster, but it also alleviates some of that stress that comes with sitting down at your desk and starting your day. Going through each of these steps, you don't have to go through my steps in particular, but creating some steps that you're going to adhere to or kind of help get you on path are going to help you, once again, just get started quicker and alleviate a lot of that stress that comes with starting your day. Mm, absolutely. What I, what I found interesting um, in those responses was that you could see that the folks like yourself, uh, like other members in the team who had a very strict structure, and, and this is a, a large part of the team, they, they come from a background where they were probably either working freelance or working across multiple different things. Uh, I know you were a freelance WordPress developer be- before you joined Delicious Brains. I was a freelance WordPress developer a few years ago. You're working across so many different client projects and across so many different things, as you say, that you 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 can't you can't manage it without having some kind of plan. Um, something something that I think you mentioned in, in your post was that your your inbox just becomes completely unmanageable. Um, and you can label and and add to groups as much as you want, but it's just just using your inbox as the primary way to do things is just is just not a way to go about it. Yeah, exactly. And you you know my pain. You've you've had that experience of having to, you know, wake up in the morning and start your day and then eventually getting to the work and then knowing that uh, you have not just you know, a a nice organized list of tasks that you have to deal with. You have to run kind of almost the business aspect of it as well. And so there's just a lot of hats that you're constantly having to wear if you're doing that. So that does kind of set you up for the training of being prepared to actually um, start your workflow in the most uh, efficient way that you possibly can, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You probably probably find, 
I, I find this um, in my position at Delicious Brains, you probably find it as well. We're working across so many different projects within the team that without that kind of prioritization and, of a workflow, it would be just as crazy. You know, any one day I'm doing a document for MigrateDB Pro or I'm doing a release post for the SpinUp WP site or I'm, you know, reviewing an outline for a video for you or whatever. Um, not having some kind of, of workflow, I think I would probably go crazy. Um, so, I wanted to kind of chat chat about the nitty gritties um, of of your workflow, and and the first thing that I want to ask you is sort of what are the kind of things that you need to look at first to sort of set up a workflow. Uh, so maybe talk me through how you um, how you looked at what your day was looking like, how you were how it was going or not going, and how you kind of planned the first steps to to sort of prepare something like this. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it probably would help if I just kind of walk you through some of the steps of kind of what I do in my workflow in terms of getting started for the day. Absolutely. So what I do is I've designed kind of two things because I work, my workflow is I work on both a Mac and a PC. So my setup is I've got three monitors, two for the Mac, one for the PC. And so what I use my PC for typically is kind of all my ancillary items. So like all of my inboxes, all of my different uh, you know, you know, Basecamp and Slack and all the different email inboxes are all going to be on there. And I try to focus and keep my Mac kind of clean, as clean as I can keep it uh, for my actual video production work. Sometimes I cheat. Sometimes in the morning I'm going through and I'm actually using the Mac for both. But um, but what I typically do to start out my day is either A, I use an automator workflow on Mac, or if I'm going to be doing that work, like I mentioned on the PC, I use a .bat file, uh, which has tons of tutorials. Maybe we can link to one in the show notes that shows you how to actually execute uh, kind of a script. What it's doing is it's just going to open a whole bunch of tabs in your browser. And so what I do is I run a script either on the Mac or either on the PC that's going to open up all of the inboxes I have to check. So Basecamp, Slack, all the email inboxes, right? And so then by the time I'm done, I probably got like seven tabs that are opened all at once. And so what I do is I go through each of those one by one and I look at all of those items. And this is what I call my morning startup. And so the goal is to go through all of those inboxes and organize them into things that need to be archived or things that are actionable, things that need to be moved forward, things that I can reply to immediately. So if it takes less than, you know, five minutes for me to reply to that item, you just reply. No need to really put those things off and let your list build up. And so from there, what I'm doing is I'm building a list of all the things that need to be done. Um, and so what I do from there is I create what's called my daily big three, right? Because it's really easy to just have like a long task list of a million tasks and you never really know what you need to get done. So what I do is I prioritize, again, what I call my daily big three. And those are the three things that I have to get done that day. Um, and they don't have to be projects, right? There's a huge differentiation between a project and a task in that project that you need to do in order to move that project forward. So I come up with those daily big three, uh, even if they're going to be really small items or if they're going to be bigger, maybe be coding a particular piece of a website for, you know, however long, or if I'm going to be working on a website or if I'm going to be working on a video and I need to edit, you know, a certain part of that video. Um, something like that. So what I would do then is I jot down those daily big three. And then once those daily big three have been outlined, I go beyond that. And then I list out 
uh, all the tasks that would be great to get done beyond that. So the goal is always to get those daily big three done as quickly as possible, then move on to the list of other tasks beyond that daily big three, which I kind of consider to be my bonus items. So once I've gone through all my inboxes, I've essentially mapped out my day. Beyond that, the last step, and I don't always do this, but sometimes it's helpful if you've got a lot of small tasks, is to hop into your calendar program and actually block those out. So say from 8 to 10 a.m., I'm going to work on the first of my daily big three. And then, you know, from, you know, 10 to noon, I'm going to work on the second of my daily big three. And then from 1 to 2 p.m., I'm going to work on the third. And then the rest, I'm going to answer emails. So it depends on how granular you want to get with this. Um, but the, the main point of this is just to create a roadmap for the beginning to the end of the day that you can work through rather than just kind of swimming around in tasks and feeling overwhelmed. Absolutely. That's, that, that's, that I think is the key part is, is having that roadmap for the day. Um, I've, I find for myself, and I think this, this boils down to, you know, individual preference and that kind of thing. I can't set up a daily big three. Uh, because then I will stress about which one is more important. So I'll set up a primary task for my day. Um, and then, and then I'll have a few other smaller tasks that I feel like I can fit into that day, but I'll make sure that I have that one primary task that I must do today. So for example, at the moment, I'm busy working on a release post for a product update and, and for the week, that's my primary task. So I'll always make sure that that's the first task that I sit down and do and kind of assign most of my day to. Um, and then if I don't get to any of the other things, well, at least I've done that one big one and that was the important one to get to. Um, I, I'm the kind of person, if I had three important tasks, I'd be too stressed about which one to start it. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is you mentioned about um, things that you can reply to within within five minutes. So are you are you very strict on that or do you kind of go, okay, well, this one will take me 10 minutes, so maybe I can just get it done quickly or is it, no, this will take me 10 minutes, so I need to move this into a task? Yeah, I, I wish I was more strict on it, but really it's kind of a gut reaction because when you sit down and you start typing, it's one of those things where you don't really know exactly how long it's going to take you as there's been messages that I replied to. It's like, okay, well, this actually ended up taking 10, 15 minutes because it was something that I ended up, oh, I forgot this or, oh, I could have added this or, you know, this would actually help clarify or this or that. So it depends on the situation, but I don't, I don't typically get too strict with it. I think that's just kind of a rule of thumb where like if you kind of know those situations where you're like uh, a lot of us and myself included are very prone to procrastination. And so the natural, I think, human reaction to seeing something in your inbox is to put it off, put it off, put it off, particularly if it's not something you want to respond to or something you don't <laughs> like to work on. Um, so the the cool, the most efficient thing that you can possibly do at that moment, if it takes five minutes or less, is just to do it because that way it's mm -hmm. off your plate. It's out of mind. You don't have to worry about it as opposed to uh, continuing to put that off, put that off, and then you have to, you know, deal with it later. Uh, just getting it done if you can always helps. But yeah, I don't, I'm not very strict on that. It's kind of like if it looks like I can knock that out in less than five minutes, jump in. Otherwise, I assign it to be done at a specific time later. Absolutely. My my personal rule of thumb there is if I can reply to it without opening up another tab to have to look at something else or research something else, then I'll deal with it now. If I'm busy typing and while I'm typing the response, I go, oh, I need to check something, then it becomes a task for the day, not, not an immediate response. Because the minute I know I open another tab, that's going to be research, that's going to be more time, I'm going to be 15, 20 minutes down the line, I should, I should you know, set this aside. Um, 
It's interesting you mentioned now about the things that you do, the things that you don't like doing. Um, one of the companies that I used to work for when it came to to working on sort of issues, um, and I think a lot of development places do this, they kind of have this idea of, of tackle the low-hanging fruit first, so tackle the easy-to-win uh, items. And I find now that I'm not... I'm not developing software anymore. I find those those ones that I don't want to do, those smaller tasks that I just don't want to get to. And I know they're tiny and they're not going to take much time, but I'm just really not in the mood. I find those become my low-hanging fruit. And I just if I just get them out of the way, sort them out, then I feel like, oh, okay, now I've got the stuff that I want to do. So it's going to be a better day already. Um, so, so I agree with you on there. Get those, get, don't leave those ones that you don't want hanging around because I'll just keep annoying you. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's actually kind of a funny analogy I have for this. So we've got, you know, this particular cereal. I don't know if everybody, every, I think a lot of people have heard of it. I don't know if everybody's had it, but Lucky Charms. So, so we've got this particular cereal, Lucky Charms. So when I was a kid, what I used to do, so what it is in the cereal, you've got these little uh, kind of like regular cereal pieces, and then you've got like sugary marshmallows. So as a kid, what I always did is I would always eat all of the regular like cereal and plowed through all the regular cereal so that I had nothing but a bowl of milk and like sugary marshmallows. So at the very end, I could just eat the marshmallows. <laughs> it's kind of a funny analogy, but that's the exact same way it applies to like your day. Like get through mm. the stuff that you don't want so that you add everything that you do want at the end and it makes it a better experience for everyone. So yeah. You, could, you can end your day with that nice little bowl of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. You mentioned um, earlier, you mentioned about jotting down. Are you using physical pen and paper or do you use some kind of app for that? Yeah, so I'm using something. It's actually a client of mine who I was working with uh, years ago, but they came out with a, a specific planner by the name of the Full Focus Planner. And it actually follows kind of a specific framework. And it uh, they actually kind of came up with the idea of the Daily Big Three. But the cool thing about it is that you don't really have to like follow their specific formula. You can just kind of create your own. But one of the things I've discovered, and this has been very interesting, kind of enlightening for me in terms of a productivity workflow over the last, I would say, two or three years, which is that I tend to get more done when I am writing important things down. And so there's kind of a science behind this. There's something that kind of goes on in your brain. And particularly if you're a really visual person, which I tend to be, is that if you're actually writing down something that you need to do, you're like 10 times more likely to remember it. It's more kind of stuck in your mind. You're taking that actual analog motion of writing it down in a piece of paper. Plus you can sketch things out if you need to. And you can just kind of go. It's very freeing in the sense that you're not tied to any particular a uh, place that you have to be typing something, it's just written down. So I just jot those things out uh, in those daily big three and I just write them down. Uh, it's kind of got a space where you write down like those daily big three and then the tasks below it. And then off to the right, it's actually got kind of a calendar blocking section as well. So you just kind of draw a line. I'm going to work on this from you know this time to this time. And then off to the right, it's got just a section for notes. So as I'm going through my day, I just write these notes, uh, things that are important, things that I think about, ideas for perhaps a new video that needs to be created for Delicious Brains or something I need to address later. And so what I end up with at the end of the day is kind of these two pages in my planner of just a ton of either notes or tasks that I did or didn't do. And so I can assess those at the end of the day. I've kind of got like a log of everything that was done that day, things I've jotted down so that I can use that as preparation for the next day. 
Got it. Got it. I'm I'm seeing a lot of people um, using notes these days, and and I've also you know heard what you what you were mentioning about the the physical act of writing it down. I actually have a notepad sitting on my desk, and I and a pen on top of it. And the plan was to start using it, but for some reason, my mouse and keyboard uh, uh, habits are just there, and they have been for so many years. So I'm still going digital, but one day maybe I'll get there. <laughs> um, so. I'd like to, we, we're kind of discussing our day and what our day looks like. And, and you and I, I believe we both have the advantage that what we're working on, while it does generally have some kind of deadline of, you know, when it's supposed to be ready, sometimes sometimes something needs to be created for a release post or, or for whatever. We're not, we're not in, the, uh, in the developer environment we're used to where there's hard deadlines and shifting priorities and clients that are suddenly emailing you because the website has fallen over or the API is broken or whatever the case may be. So we almost have a little bit of more control over what our day looks like and we can plan our big threes in the beginning of the day and generally get through them. What is your advice to somebody who either is still working as a freelance developer, that's the one example, or somebody who works in a remote team where they might start their day at 8 p.m. their time, but because they're in an EU time zone, for example, the rest of the team is only around sort of midday their time, and they might only have a stand-up with the team at midday. Um, it's very difficult for them to kind of plan their day at the beginning. When stand-up happens, something might change. Or if you're a freelance developer, halfway through the day, you might get a phone call or an email from a client and the world is burning. So how do you, how do you prioritize in that kind of environment? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question, and I, I can definitely relate to that from particularly when I when I was doing kind of my freelance type work, which is that you never really know when that message is going to come in or when that time is going to come when your whole plan and your whole day is going to go out the window, right? And that does happen, and so. One of the things that's great about kind of creating your own method for planning out your day is that you can be super flexible with it. Like, again, what I typically tell anybody who wants to know, like, kind of my specific workflow is what I most what I typically say is don't like copy exactly what I'm doing. Form it in such a way as to make it work for the way that you work, because, you know, you it should be working for you. You should not be working for your plan or for your productivity workflow. So like off the top of my head, what I would recommend is like, let's say that most of your work or maybe something comes in for your meeting that kind of plans your day, but it doesn't start until maybe halfway through. What I would plan is what I would do is probably do like this daily startup that I've been, you know, kind of outlining or your own version of it, of course, do a smaller one at the morning and then do a bigger one, like after that point in time, really what we're doing here is we're just, we're acknowledging that we're either starting our day or we're starting a big portion of our day that requires a lot of work. And mm -hmm. so what we want to do at that point, it warrants you stopping and planning out how you're going to tackle that. So maybe you do that once per day, like, you know, you and I do, Jonathan, or perhaps you do that twice per day, or maybe you have a very structured, maybe you just spend the morning working on, you know, uh, GitHub issues or something like that. Maybe that's just always your morning. And then at 1 p.m., you've got a meeting, and then that's when you do your daily big three or your one big three or your big item, I should say, your, your one item that you're going to be focusing on, and that's for the rest of your day. So I would say just be flexible with it, but the, the point, the takeaway is creating that roadmap that helps you organize everything so that you know which things to tackle. Mm, absolutely. I, I remember 
in a previous role, I started out working in a small team where the entire development team was on the similar time zone. So we could effectively have stand up at pretty much the beginning of everybody's day. It was maybe an hour or two difference, but it was, you know, early on. And then as, as time progressed, the, the dev team grew and we had some folks coming in. So we were all on EU time zones and we had folks coming in on American time zones. And we switched to an app called Standuply, which is an automated stand-up app that, that connects and integrates with Slack, which then sends you a Slack message at a certain time in your personal day. So be it 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever your day. And you do a text version of a stand-up. So you say, what did I do yesterday? You know, what am I doing today? And are there any blockers? Um, that obviously just means that the person who is leading the team who needs to check up on those stand-ups needs to just have a little bit of flexibility on, on checking those things. But it does give the developer the opportunity to, to plan their day at the beginning of the day um, and, not be, and not be affected. Um, the other thing that I, that I found worked pretty well before we implemented Standuply was if I knew that I was having a meeting in the middle of the day, I would actually plan my day after the meeting for the half of today and the first half of tomorrow. So I was kind of always half a day and then another half a day. And I would, I would, I would plan my afternoon for the smaller tasks where my brain is slowing down, but then I would set up the, the next day's sort of big three, if you will. And then I could just come in the next day and I wouldn't have to do any checking or planning that are already there. And I can just start and then work through to my meeting. So I kind of split my day in half to kind of align with the rest of the team. And it's as you say, it's 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 about having a plan that works for your environment, um, and understanding what your unique situation is, and then being flexible. So when we switched from having a physical everybody's together in the stand up to using the stand up service, now I could go back to having the start of my day, plan my day. This is what I'm doing, and work like that for the rest of the day. Um, for for freelance developers, and also to a degree for for developers working in teams. Um, the one, the one big thing that I found when I was working as a freelancer, that is, if you have a fire drill that comes in, if you have a situation where you have to put everything down, make sure you over communicate that. Um, because as, as you know, people working remotely, we tend to forget that there are other people waiting for us on things. And if something else, you know, if I'm, let's say I'm working on, you know, documentation updates over here. And then somebody from a different team says, hey, we need this post done very or this email to go out because there was an update. I need to then make sure I go back and say to the docs, the people that I'm working for the docs on to say, hey, folks, we've just had a problem over here. I need to focus on that for this afternoon. So your doc's going to be half a day late. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you work by yourself or when you work in a remote environment, it's sometimes easy to forget that, hey, I just need to let those people know. So I think we forget when, you know, when we're in an office, if something happens, we forget that maybe the person that we're working with saw that message come through or saw the person come over and say, hey, there's a problem. Or we could just shout over the wall and say, hey, I'm suddenly having to do this. Um, so I found that learning to over communicate those kind of things with the team is is very useful because then they're, you know, they know that what's going on. You've, you've rescheduled your day. Um, it, it definitely helps a lot. So... We've got our we've got our setup, we've got our scripting, we've got our you know tools in place, whatever we're using, we've got our plan. Anything else that that one should be doing uh, when it comes to to setting up your your daily productivity? Yeah, I think. Well, I really like a, a point that you touched on a little bit earlier, which was to over communicate. So I think one of the things that's going to be really important as you're crafting this and something to keep in mind is 
other people who you're working with. So if you're working independently, I think if you're freelance, you have a lot of freedom and flexibility in the sense that there's not, there's probably not too many other team members who you have to, to work with. Whereas if you're working as part of maybe a larger dev team or something like that, you, you need to keep that in mind. Perhaps something that you want to wrap into your workflow is perhaps specific people you need to check in with. And you talked about, you know, the daily standup where maybe you're checking in with the team, but perhaps you put in kind of as a footnote to the specific projects you're going through. Uh, check-ins with members of the team to make sure that things are moving forward so that you can do what you need to do. I can tell you, like, if I were to share, like, a personal example, like, I do video work, and so creating a video involves many different hands. It's not just shooting the video. It involves having people review things and correct things and make sure that everything's accurate. And so perhaps maybe it's important for me to check on another team member to make sure that if there's anything that they need from me, that I provide that so that they can continue to do what they need to do so that it comes back to me so that I can edit the video or make take the next step. So I think that's an important thing to remember as you're creating your, uh, your daily big three or your workflow or the big thing that you need to get done that day is remembering that it goes beyond just our inbox, right? It goes beyond just our tasks. It's the larger picture of what it requires to get that project done and making sure that we're doing everything in our power to ensure that that process moves forward and that everybody else has what they need to get it done so that we can get what we need to get done as well. Absolutely. I'm personally of the opinion that's one of the reasons why freelance developers translate well to distributed teams um, because so, well yeah I had this conversation with somebody um, earlier on this year successful freelance developers so those who, who make a successful career freelancing or working for themselves remotely can transition to a, a distributed team because they're used to having a plan they're used to over communicating with customers they're they're used to fire drills and how to deal with them um, so so that, that's a very important uh, thing to speak about so is there anything else that that you do that is part of your your process your day um, that, that you would like to share before we before we look at some tools? Yeah, absolutely. So there is one thing, and I touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, but I'll probably dive into it just a little bit more now, which is what I refer to as my daily shutdown. So I've got my daily startup. So that's what we've already talked about, where we go through and we plan out and we map out that day and what it's going to look like. But I think almost equally as important is to create something like a shutdown or something where you kind of officially wrap up your day. And this is going to be super important, particularly if you're a freelancer uh, or if you work remotely, if you work from home, because it's really important to put boundaries on your work, right? Because particularly if you're a freelancer, you own your own business, or maybe you got a small team, it's really easy to just let the work run your life. And so it's really important that you put a stop time. It's not that you're just kind of continually working on and on and on. Oh, look, it's, you know, it's time for bed. Um, so which can happen, particularly if you're working on a big project or something that you really want to do. So a what it will do is it puts a hard stop on the work that you're doing. But what it also is for me, it's probably about 30, 20 or 30 minutes. And it's just a review of the day. And so what you do is you, like I said, I'm writing everything down. So what that means is I'm going through and I'm saying, okay, did I accomplish those daily big three? And in most cases, it's yes, but in other cases, it's no. 
And so in those days when it's no, I have to ask the question, why? Was there something I could have done better? Could I have worked faster? Did I get distracted? Or was it just that perhaps the, the project evolved and became more complex than I expected it to be, at which point I need to kind of jot down some notes in preparation for tomorrow in terms of how I'm going to tackle that differently to make sure that I get through it faster. I'm talking in very generic terms, but there are things that you can apply whether whatever type of development it is that you're tackling. But the point is just to go through and review those things uh, and make sure that you see very clearly what you can do better the next day. Part of working more efficiently is continually improving that workflow. I've the way the amount that my workflow has evolved simply by analyzing it for a short period of time on a daily basis has been dramatic. Um, so going through that, and another thing that it helps you do as well, most people actually miss this, is that it actually kind of gives you this kind of small sense of accomplishment in the sense that you can sit there and you can look at these checkboxes next to the things that you are working on and look back on your day and you can actually visualize what you did. Because I think a lot of people who don't have something like what, what you're talking about, Jonathan, or what I'm talking about, I think a lot of folks who don't have something like this in place, they get to the end of their day and they're like, did I get anything done? Like, did I finish anything? Mm -hmm. uh, how much further did that project actually move forward? And so this actually gives you a tangible way that you can actually look through and see what you did, what probably needs to be done better, faster, or just kind of look at, oh, wow, I got all that done. Great. And then just move on to the next, you know, to, you know, to the rest of your day, um, knowing that, you know, you can have the peace of mind and knowing that, okay, I didn't finish that gigantic project, but I took a step forward. And that alone can be super helpful. Uh, regardless of whether you work alone mm. or whether you work with a team. Absolutely. That's that's so important. Um, I don't spend, I don't think I spend as much time as you do, um, mainly because I generally wrap up close to what I call going home time and then I pack up and leave because my office is separate from my home environment. But I do spend a few minutes every day just kind of looking at what I had planned for today, uh, how many of those things were complete, how many of those are ongoing, I look at the ongoing ones and I go, okay, well, are they ongoing because of something I did or are they ongoing just because they're bigger projects that, that take time? Um, and the ones that are ongoing because of something I did wrong or didn't plan properly, then I kind of, remind, as you say, remind myself the next day, okay, the next time I do a task like this or the next time I work on something like this, I need to learn from, you know, why I estimated that it would only take me an hour or only be able to done in this day or whatever the case may be. Um, I'll chat about this in a second, but the tool that I use uh, it's very simple. I use Trello boards to manage my work. And and I sort of have a, a, a you know, to-do next week, and then I have a plan for this week, and then every day I move things in my doing today column, and then I move them off. And, and, and I have that that feeling of moving them from the from the current to the done column, and that's my checking off. And that's such a great feeling when I can look at the end of the day and I can see how many I've moved over and how many are left in today's column, and, th and that's a really good feeling. So while we're on the subject of tools, um, you and I have both mentioned tools that we use, but let's talk about some of the other productivity tools that are out there. Let's chat about some of the pros and cons. So maybe if you can think about some of the tools that you've used in the past or other people have used um, and maybe share some some insights on, on each of them. Absolutely. So, well, the interesting things thing about tools is uh, – there are a ton of them, right? And I'm sure we've all tried so many of them and it's easy to get hung up on the different tools. Um, but uh, part of it is just kind of figuring out which tools are going to work best for you. And one of the tools that I find myself coming back to like over and over again, like I have, 
I've started using this in beta, and I can't remember how long ago this came out, but it's things created by Cultured Code, uh, and it is a Mac app. They also have an iPhone app. They also have an iPad app, and I think there's uh, even one for the Apple Watch as well. Um, but I got this app originally at, in its beta, so it's I can't remember how many years ago this would have been now, but... The reason I always find myself coming back to this one is because it is extremely simple with a nice balance of actually having something that kind of coincides with the kind of daily big three approach. And they've just got this little tab in there that says today. And so it's I had so many uh, different tools that I've used out there don't have just a basic way to see, okay, what is it that I need to be focusing on today and just go through those. And most of them kind of have an inbox and then they've got projects and then those projects have tasks. And it's like, okay, what, like you have to create a project for what you need to focus on today. You have to like invent your own thing. Whereas things, it's nice if you put a deadline on it or if you put a review date on it, it automatically pops it into that today uh, view when you need it. So uh, it's very simple. It's very clean. I always have liked the UI. I think it's very well designed as well. The kind of downside to things that I've found it has been that it doesn't really have any shareability or collaboration. So I can't create like a project and things and then share that with my team. It's kind of a solo thing. So if you are freelancing, it works great because you're just you. Or if you just got your own personal list of tasks that nobody else needs to see, Again, it works great, and but again, you're you're tethered to the app. It doesn't really have a web interface of any kind, um, and it's pretty good if you're solo, but not going to work so great if you are working with a team and want to collaborate using the app itself. Cool, yeah. For for me, I <laughs> I think I make a, I make quite a bit of a thing about my sort of age on online, but I I started writing code before Gmail was launched. That's how far back I go. So so when I was writing code, we didn't have productivity apps. We had a whiteboard, and the whiteboard was broken up into blocks, and you had a column with your name, and things got moved in, and things got moved out. And that's kind of always how I've visualized my productivity is, is columns and things get moved across. And that's the reason why when Trello launched, Trello was essentially a digital you know, whiteboard, if you will. Um, it gave me that same kind of feeling of when I used to be able to walk up to the whiteboard and rub something off my name and write a new thing on or whatever the case may be. So I've stuck with Trello for years. Um, I don't use half of the functionality of Trello. I literally use the fact that I can create a card, give it a title, pop a link to whatever other platform it belongs to. So be it a Basecamp item, be it a GitHub issue, be it a Google Doc that I'm working on or whatever. Um, add a date sometimes. If there's something that is an important deadline, I'll add a date to it. And then it's just that feat, that functionality of just moving it across, you know, from the to-do to the doing to the done. And it's just that physical movement. Um, and then at the end of the week, what I really enjoy doing, so every... Every Monday morning when we have our, our big team meeting where we, we speak about what we did the previous week and we're doing the current week, I take all of those items in the in the done column from the previous week, write them all up in, in my notes on the doc, and then I select all and archive all. And that's just such a great sort of, yes, I completed all of that last week. Last week was a good was a good week. <laughs> Um, any any other apps you you could recommend, or, or maybe you want to maybe you want to tell us about the the app that you're currently using, or anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, so there's a there's a few other apps that I've kind of used over the years. I know that uh, Todoist is a really popular one out there, um, but Todoist I always had such a hard time with that because 
I think that like one of the ways that a lot of productivity apps kind of fall down or have some trouble, at least for me, like, again, some apps work great for some people. They work uh, not so well for other people's particular workflows. But I've never really done well with to-do apps that are very powerful but aren't specific in the way that they want you to use them. Either they should be really simple so that you can just kind of create your own little workflow with it. Um, or like Trello is a great example of that. You can just kind of use it for exactly what you want. Um, whereas like what I found with Todoist is that every time I was using it, I was ending up with these mile long lists that were untenable. I felt like I was managing Todoist more than I was managing anything else. And that was just because of probably the way that I work, right? So for some people, Todoist works great. I think everybody's brain just works a little bit differently. So it just kind of depends on the way that you work. So one thing that I actually did a while back is actually just created my own simple web app as well. And it, I just called it Radarist. And I still use it to some degree. But what this was is I, what I was finding was I had all these tasks, right? But what I was always losing sight of is what I like to call like the bigger picture or the projects or goals that I needed to accomplish. And there was no real list for all of these things. There was just kind of they were scattered like there was a base camp project or there was a project in things, or there was a project in Notion, or there was a project over here. So they're scattered everywhere. So I don't have a way where I can just kind of in a few seconds glance at a list of bird's eye view or what I like to call things on my radar. So that's why I called it radarist. radarist. It's just a list of things that then I could go to. So it's basically a jump off board where I just link off to all these different places, whether it's a link to, you know, directly into things or it's a link off to, uh, to Basecamp or it's a thread in Slack, whatever it needs to be. Um, but it's just kind of a bird's eye view of everything that is kind of in process. Uh, another tool that I use pretty regularly specifically for writing is a tool called Bear. And it's an app that's both on Mac. It's also on iOS. They also have an iPad app. And it works great because it's very simple. You can tag your writings. Um, and you can also just, um, what's great about it is you can actually just go through and write in Markdown. Um, I'm sure many of us have discovered kind of the beauty and the power of working in Markdown, particularly you, Jonathan, since I know you do a ton of writing in articles. Um, but I just like Markdown itself just because of its simplicity. Um, so you're basically writing in Markdown, but it allows you to either tag things or what I've created in my bear account is kind of an inbox of all of the writings, so to speak, that are in process. So, and an interesting thing about mm -hmm. the way that I use Bear is that I actually use this as kind of my digital note, like in process kind of notepad. So like if there's something I need to uh, remember or, or something like that, usually I'll jot it down. But if it's something that's gonna turn into an email or something that's gonna turn into a reply on Basecamp, I just start typing that thing in Bear right away. It's always my, so it doesn't matter if it's a, a a longer Basecamp message or a longer chat uh, or Slack message, or if it's going to be an email, I just start writing that thing in Bear. And then so from there, I'm always just copy and pasting into whatever other app I'm using, and then I just archive it. This does two things. One, it helps you just kind of focus on specific what you're specifically what you're writing. Number two, it kind of gives you an archive of everything that you've written. So like I, I can find things in Bear 10 times easier than I can anywhere else because I know it's in Bear. I don't, you know, because half the time I'm sitting there wondering, did I put that thing in 
Was that a Slack message? Was that a Basecamp message? Was that an email? <laughs> was that a text message? Like, I can't remember. Um, so in Bear, almost if you know everything was started in that place, you know where you can go back and find it. So uh, Bear has been a really great tool. And then the other one that I mentioned is the Full Focus Planner. Again, it's just kind of, it's the planner I like to use. You could just use like a regular hardbound notebook. I like it because it's kind of follows the framework I use for my daily big three. So full focus planner is another one that I use. Um, but yeah, those are some of the tools that I've been using and or have used and have found helpful in some ways and, and kind of help foster the particular workflow that I've come to use. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny you talk about Bear. I use a similar app. I use Simple Note um, for those kind of kind of things, um, and I use it for everything. So, if I'm working on an article with a piece of code, then and I want to copy the code from somewhere, I'll stick it in a Simple Note, and then I'll use it later or whatever the case may be. Um, if I have to go do shopping because I have a terrible terrible memory, I'll open up the Simple Note on my phone and I'll type type in you know. And the great thing is, if if my wife is texting me and saying, "Hey, we need to get this and this from the shops," I can open up the app on my on my desktop fill in the things we need and then when i get to wherever i'm going open it up on my phone and it's there so it's very handy for that and it keeps the fighting in the house down um the other the other thing that i this is not really a tool but the other thing that i found works really well for me i i fell into the trap of having my personal email because i use gmail for all my email having my personal email account as the primary account and my work email account as a secondary account so what I was doing, I, I haven't got as advanced as you as, as scripting it. And I realize now if I'd have scripted it, I probably would have prevented this problem. But I used to open up Gmail. And because my primary account was the default account, it was the first account that loads up. And then I would see all the personal mails that I, that I should only be tackling later, but I'd get sucked into that. Um, so I switched my, my workstation to only load my work email when I get to work. Um, and my laptop only loads my private mail because that's when I'm at home and I'm probably going to be doing doing those kind of things. So that was a that was a big shift for me in keeping that morning focus. So I was trying to have a plan of, you know, go through inboxes and sort out, but the problem is I was opening the wrong inbox <laughs> and I was getting sidetracked by all the personal things, you know, and the newsletters that I read and all that kind of thing. So, so that for me was a big learning curve. You know, if you are going to open a bunch of inboxes, make sure it's the right ones. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so true. So, that's so true. Because one of the things that, that comes with the power of being able to open up all those inboxes is that there's a ton of inboxes. So that's a really good tip to remember is that make sure that you create a clear distinction. Like we talked about earlier, those boundaries of making sure that when you're quote unquote starting your work, that you uh, make sure you get rid of everything else that's going to keep you from getting that work done. That means no Instagram, no Facebook, no whatever, like all that stuff needs to be like out the window. So if you, if you happen to do Facebook or, or Instagram work for your work, I, you know, uh, I pity you in the sense that it, they, they're designed to keep you distracted. Um, but uh, it's, but yeah, it's just keeping those things, I think, those boundaries as clearly defined as you possibly can are going to ensure that the time that you spend at, you know, quote unquote, on work is going to be as productive as possible. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that. I remember before I joined Delicious Brains, but I was already following Ashley, uh, one of the Spin Up WP team members. Um, and he tweeted one day that uh, adding adding YouTube and pointing it to 127001 in his host file and suddenly his productivity has increased 500 fold. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> that's that's a nice little life hack. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yep. Cool. 
So, so just as a wrap up, a little bit of a conclusion. Um, any any other tips or advice or anything t- that you'd like to share with folks who are who don't have a productivity process or they're looking at improving their productivity process? Any other tips and tricks that you've learned learned along the way that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think one of the biggest the biggest ones is just don't get hung up on the particular like apps or tools that you're using. Like we've tossed out a number of different possibilities out there. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I used to make pretty regularly was that I would spend a significant amount of time testing out every new productivity app under the sun. I think it you can find out in five, 10 minutes whether or not something is going to work for you. You don't have to like force yourself or go down this rabbit trail of testing every single feature. It, the real key to this is coming up with a roadmap, like we talked about, a formula or a structure to your day. Really, the word that I'm looking for to describe all of this is being intentional. So just being very mm-hmm. intentional with the projects and the tasks and the things that you're working on and just not allowing yourself to drift off in different directions and with different uh, projects or things that you want to work on. So creating that structure every single day, uh, kind of to, to recap and kind of to reemphasize what those things are going to do is they're going to help you stay focused on what you need to get done, obviously, throughout that day. But they're just going to alleviate a lot of the stress that's already going to be there with, you know, whatever type of work it is that we do. Knowing exactly what you need to work on and when you need to work on it is going to help you just be being able to focus on those specific tasks. Absolutely. The, the other thing that I that I wanted to just share is that depending on what you're doing, you know, also determines how you plan your day. Uh, so when I was working as a developer on a specific project, my day planning looked way different. Um, I would have maybe one or two tasks only for that day, and they were two big tasks. Um, and then I would have to make sure that I was time blocking correctly and that kind of thing. Now that I'm working as a writer across many different projects with tasks of varying size, the way I plan my day and the way I sort of mark off my wins um, has changed quite a bit. So, so when you are, you know, don't don't be. My advice would be, don't be so tied to your current productivity process that if you change what you do or or you change your role or the different work that you're doing, that you're that you're not able to be flexible and look at. You know, we spoke about this earlier. If you have a, a meeting midway through the day. Don't try and have a, a morning productivity for the day and those kind of things. Be flexible, be open. But as you mentioned, uh, have that sort of shutdown process. You know, did what you were doing work? Do you need to refine it? Do you need to try a different tool? Whatever. Um, there's no, there's no one size fits all here. Uh, it, it does need to, to to work for you, which is the important part. Awesome. Well, Thomas, thank you so much. It was lovely chatting to you today. Um, if folks want to find you online, where can they get hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just got a website over at thomasmcgee.tv. So yeah, it's been a pleasure to be with you today, Jonathan. It was fun chatting with you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you.